the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. This is Johanna Carroll, and I welcome you to our show, Dialogue with Divinity. This show's intention is to bring what I call the wisdom keepers of our time to you to help you improve your life and live it to your maximum potential. And I love today's guest. She's honored the show a lot, and we call her the rock star of recovery because she really is an expert on helping people recovery from really low points in their life. So I want to introduce you, Lucinda Bassett, and tell you a little bit about my rock star recovery. She's a preeminent spokesperson for the life management and wellness techniques for overcoming anxiety and depression. Lucinda has touched the lives virtually of millions of people worldwide. She really is a symbol of hope and strength. Her own story is very unique of personal transformation because she started with overcoming a debilitating anxiety disorder herself. And as we know, healer gets to heal themselves first. She was severely affected by anxiety and depression in her 20s, and she, on her own, discovered the solution to her emotional pain and distress. As a result of that, her life-changing techniques that she has created She's been sharing with a variety of major corporations, obviously individual people, professional associations, and educational institutions. She has appeared on hundreds of national radio and television, and we thank her for being with us again today, including Oprah, The View, Regis, and Robert Schuller's Hour of Power. Lucinda and her emotional wellness solutions have been featured in numerous high-profile publications, including Health, 
Family Circle, Cosmopolitan, and even the Journal of Clinical Psychology. She's the author of multiple books, and her national bestseller, From Panic to Power, is an amazing story, and I encourage all of you to go check that out, where she provides an intimate first-person account of her struggle, her own personal struggle, and her triumph over anxiety and depression. In her second book, Life Without Limits, Lucinda shares her techniques for unleashing the power within to achieve your dreams. She's additionally written another book called Truth Be Told. So I want you to know, everyone that's listening, that Lucinda is probably one of my favorite guests, and I'll tell you why. Because she's experienced exactly what a lot of you are going to go through during the holidays. And the title of our show today is called Handling the Holidays. We're going to look at it from a practical perspective, and we're going to look at it with uh, spiritual tools, because we're not going to leave you with nothing at the end of the show. So, Lucinda, first of all, welcome back. You know how much we love having you on our radio show. Thank you. It's an honor to be with you. Oh, you're so sweet. So I know um, the last time you were on the show, you really said something that really struck, uh, resonates with me, that this is the age of anxiety. It sounds rather Mm -hmm. daunting. And so Mm -hmm. I think maybe that age of anxiety can really get amped up during the holiday season. Do you think that people have unrealistic expectations around the holidays? And and what is really triggering, besides their normal anxiety and depression, you know, what's really the trigger for a lot of people? Well, the obvious trigger is that it is the season to be jolly. And yet a lot of people, and, and I think studies show that depression, anxiety, Drunk driving, for example, accidents related to drunk driving, abuse of drugs and alcohol, um, domestic violence, and even suicide increase dramatically during the holiday season. Do you think it's because people have this, um, well, I know the media, you know, Norman Rockwell family, everybody sitting around the table, tree with all these gifts, you know, there's, you know, if I'm not living this wealthy picture, perfect life, there's something really wrong with me. And so... I, on some level, I think that fear and that anxiety and depression, it really gets reinforced continually. What do you have to say about that? And how do we really work around it? No, you know, it's a really good point. And I, I think what happens is that whatever your Achilles heel is or whatever you, is lying within that unhappiness, maybe you're, maybe you're alone. Maybe you're going through a divorce or a breakup. Maybe you're de- dealing with an illness. Maybe you have financial problems. And unfortunately, when you go into the holiday season, starting around Thanksgiving, throughout New Year's, all of those problems really come to the surface and people become more alone, more depressed, more anxious, and they tend to focus on what they don't have. And you're looking around seeing everyone with partners and with their families out buying presents. So if you're someone who doesn't have money to spend on your loved ones, or possibly you don't even have a loved one or you're struggling with a breakup, or you're struggling with addiction, and that's another group that we really need to talk about, it Mm -hmm. can be one of the worst times of the year for people. You know, I also feel there's always a spiritual opportunity in the negative moments that we have in our life. And I know for myself, this is the first year that my husband and I spent Thanksgiving alone. And he kept saying to me, we're not alone. We have each other. (laughs) And so I said, okay, sure. I'll I'll validate that. (laughs) So luckily in Southern California, it was a gorgeous day. It was 75 degrees. And I said, let's do something different. 
let's go to the beach for a couple of hours and just, you know, be happy that we're there and really enjoy that and come back and have a real simple, healthy meal. It's not about, you know, the calories and all that. And so we were able to do that. So for those of you that are listening, before we go to break quickly, one of the first things I want you to really think about spiritually is how can you do something different that you've never done before? And we will be right back. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. This is Johanna Carroll, host of Dialogue with Divinity on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. While walking along Kanapali Beach in Maui this past year, I kept discovering all these shells and coral in the shape of hearts. My Dialogue with Divinity was very simple. Do you want me to do a retreat to heal people's hearts in Maui next year? And of course, the answer was yes. As a master spiritual teacher, I am offering you a neat retreat called RISE, May 8th through the 12th, 2017, and the chance of a lifetime to rest at a five-star resort for five days and experience a spiritual renewal of your heart and soul. Kanapali is one of the top five beaches in the world. This stunning resort has undergone a $40 million renovation. I walked the entire property, checked out the room choices on your behalf, and I must say it is stunning. Our conference room faces the ocean with sliding glass doors. Maui is known as Mother Maui 
because it is a soft, gentle, healing energy. In the embrace of Mother Maui, you will feel yourself rising from the limitations of an ordinary life to an extraordinary journey of peace, bliss, and harmony, a greater sense of clarity. Our RISE retreat ignites renewal in the sacred elements of air, water, earth, fire, and wind. There's plenty of free time to enjoy all that Maui has to offer. A small deposit is required now to reserve your space as this retreat, it will sell out. For more details, please go to johannacarroll.com and register today. Aloha, and I'll see you in mystical Maui. everybody, this is Johanna Carroll. Our show is Dialogue with Divinity on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And today we are talking about handling the holidays with my rock star recovery and anxiety and depression expert, Lucinda Bassett. Before we went to break, Lucinda, we were talking about, you know, what can you do if you are alone or with less family? What can you do differently to change it up so that you're not in an old pattern of remembering when the holidays were great or sort of this fantasy vision of the way it should be rather than the way it is? I mean, in terms of your solution in your books, do you talk about, you know, what people can do to change things so that they're not, you know, overwrought? Well, Right. I think that's a very, that's a very, it's an excellent question and it's a loaded question, Johanna, because when you say alone, um, and you said it perfectly earlier, you know, these people have this, if anybody remembers who Norman Rockwell is, you know, but, uh, these pictures of the perfect family, and maybe mm-hmm. you grew up with that, and I didn't. I mean, I grew up with a, a very violent upbringing. My father was an alcoholic. I mean, mm-hmm. sure, we went out, we got the Christmas tree, there were five children. Um, and somehow we all got a gift, but I remember wondering if daddy was going to come home drunk. So I think, I think it goes so much deeper than are you alone? Because Mm. when you're alone for Christmas, that in itself can be a sad thing. Or if you're someone who has a really healthy attitude and you don't struggle with addiction or anxiety or depression, you know, you can maybe possibly handle alone. I love what you said. You and your husband went off for Thanksgiving. Your kids weren't around, obviously, and you spent the time alone walking the beach or just enjoying each other. So mm-hmm. changing it up is a good idea. The problem with that is that people, the holidays are traditional. And so you kind of get stuck mm-hmm. in thinking, well, especially, you know, if you, if you lost a loved one or your parents divorced or as we did, my husband died eight years ago. And yeah. so the tradition, 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 tradition that we've all become comfortable with whether that's grandma or going to grandma's or someone makes a turkey or we have a lovely Christmas Eve dinner, when something breaks that tradition and you are now alone, I, I, that word is such a powerful word for mm-hmm. the holidays because what does alone mean? It means for many people, loneliness. It, 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 it's a, a feeling that, you know, there's no one to share it with and, and that makes you twice as lonely. So there's a lot of things you can do, but you, first of all, you have to pinpoint, why am I not feeling good right now? I, I mean, let's just take money. If you're, if you're someone who's lost your job 
or your financial position has changed in the last couple of years, or you're feeling insecure about your finances, and you're walking through, you know, Macy's, seeing everyone just jamming up on clothes and, and presents, and you know you can't afford to do that, especially if you're a father um, who has three little children and a wife at home, and you've lost your... I mean, there are so many reasons... Right to feel alone and, and to feel bad about yourself. But what happens at Christmas time is it just magnifies everything because it is such an incredible time of the year. It's such a spiritual time of the year. It's such a happy time of the year. So, you know, what can you do is a very big question and a lot, there are a lot of things I'm going to suggest, but what you first have to recognize that it is a time that if you are struggling with anything, whether it's addiction issues, I keep bringing up addiction issues because anyone who's a family member of an addict, whether it's your, I, I've been working a lot lately with a lot of teenagers who struggle with addiction. Right. And if you've got an addict and your son or daughter's been through rehab, or maybe your husband hasn't had anything to drink for six months, those holidays roll around and what happens? What happens? <laughs> well, well, I think Al, here's, what I was going to say funding. is, I mean, yeah, I know, I Go know ahead. for myself. Okay. So my, um, I had an uncle who was an alcoholic and it's really interesting because he did really, I feel have it under control, but the only time he did drink was at the holidays. He wasn't married. Right. He'd never been married. And you know, my mother and was very traditional the way we did the holidays and everything. And it was a real struggle for him. And I don't know if it was the time that, you know, he saw our family interacting as a family relatively healthy. And, he, you know, he would come for holiday meals. But I do remember one Christmas in particular that he didn't come because he'd gotten, you know, really inebriated and my grandmother had to go take care of him. And it was really a wake up call that from a young age that, you know, maybe we all have this vision of perfection in our lives, mm -hmm. whether it's yourself, right. your family structure or whatever. And we really have to put our spiritual glasses on my favorite saying, and really realize that there really is no perfection. It's what we create, you know, in our own Lines. So I have another question for you. What do you think is the difference between anxiety and clinical depression? Are they one and the same? I mean, no, anxiety and, and clinical depression, anxiety and depression are very different. Um, anxiety is an uneasiness of mind. Your, your thoughts are racing your heart is racing, you feel very, that sense of, of nervousness for no apparent reason, you worry about the future, you anticipate, um, you feel like, you know, that you can't breathe, that's anxiety. Depression is very different. Depression is lack of energy, this mm -hmm. overbearing feeling of sadness, loneliness is very common with depression, and when you're really severely clinically depressed, as you say, it's just horrible for anybody who's experienced severe clinical depression. You feel like you just feel like someone's just sucking the life right out of you. And it's horrific. It's scary. Uh, you feel extremely alone. So if you're already someone who's struggling with anxiety and or depression or both, which is common, and then you're moving into the holiday season, it can be a very difficult time. And because you can feel 
you know, like you can't keep up. And, and like you said, the expectations of what the holidays are supposed to look like, but they don't for mm-hmm. you. The mm-hmm. expectations you may have for yourself about, well, I should be in a relationship by now and I'm alone. You know, alone is a very scary word any time of the year, but it's the worst at Christmas and or even the Jewish holidays, the Hanukkah, all those holidays. I, a good friend of mine has been divorced for seven years and he was just tortured during the Jewish holidays because all he could think about was how his, how his life used to be when he yeah. was married and, yep. and with his children. And so and yeah. that's what people mm-hmm. struggle with. Yeah. One of the things that I was going to talk about, but you mentioned it, so we might as well bring it up right now. I mean, we really need to realize there's lots of other celebrations going on other than Christmas. There's Hanukkah, right. Festival of Lights. You know, that's for eight days. We have Kwanzaa. You know, um, so I'm, I'm wondering if even, you know, and I guess you've already answered the question, within those celebrations, there's a, a maybe the same or a different kind of of stress. And I also think, we sort of mentioned it before, and maybe it's because when we're children, we paint a different picture of the reality of the way life really is. So, you know, we sort of create this fantasy world that maybe on some level didn't you know, exists. So I'm going to go back to you, like with your father who was an alcoholic, do you dread, did you, how could you get excited about the holidays? Did you dread it? You know, I did get excited. That's an excellent question. I did get excited about the holidays because in my dysfunctional family, the holidays were an opportunity for a little bit of some kind of normalcy. You know, Uh we would, we would get a tree. We would do what little shopping we could afford mm-hmm. to do. My sure. mother made, you know, cr- Christmas Eve dinner. Mm-hmm. My brothers and sisters came home. But then there was always that underlying thing of what if daddy drinks too much? What if my brother gets drunk? Even though we, we could put on a facade for a couple of days of a little bit of a normal family and we had a, a little bit of happiness, um, you know, it, it, it was still unstable. But I did grow up just, I still really enjoy the holidays. I created my own traditions with my own families, but there's an interesting phenomenon too. Women are way more stressed out during the holiday season than men, (laughs) which is interesting. Well, Um, is it because they do most of the work? I'm sorry, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I really have to say it. (laughs) You know, I spent three days decorating my house and, um, so my, my husband got all the boxes down from the attic and all of that. And, but I have to say, he didn't actually do the decorating. And so then I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to decorate and I, I really want to make cookies. And so, but what I, what I've learned for myself is I try to just do it in small chunks. And as far as the gift giving goes, we have really dialed it down big time. Yeah. It's almost because yeah. it's so commercial right now. It becomes more it about is. your Louis Vuitton bag or, you know, whatever your Walmart bag there's a lot of pressure on performing. Lots so of one, pressure. Lots of pressure. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to mention to people that are listening is, number one, do not really try, if you can, as a tool, try not to compare yourself to anyone else. The minute you do that, you are digging a hole to depression. So there's another thing also. Um, we talked about anxiety and depression, clinical depression, which is paralyzing. All of you who have felt it, you know what it feels like. But there's another thing called an active concern. So an active concern is something, it's something that needs to be attended to in a 24-hour window. 
So let's just use an example. Okay, I've got X amount of dollars and this is what um, is within my budget to shop or I don't have any money. So maybe that's a little bit of a concern, but what would be a good solution? You know, what can I do? And I think the gift, I know for myself and older people that I've spoken to, the number one gift that people want more than anything is time with other people. Right, right. And That's I think we, we've forgotten that, you know. So, you know, we live in this age of technology. Oh, I'll just send you a card over the Internet or I'll send you an email or I'll post something on social media. Pick up the phone. It takes – I'm really challenging everybody that's listening. Pick up the phone, even if it's just to say, hi, I was thinking about you. I'm sending you a hug through the phone and you're not there to hear about everybody's problems. This is not a therapy session for you to change, you know, share your, but really when there's a spiritual teaching that when we put the energy of another person before ourselves, it's not that we are diverting our focus, but we are diverting our attention. And when we put that other person before ourselves, we are really opening up to loving the other person and ourselves at, you know, whole brand new level so how do we get people this is i'm asking you your opinion to stop comparing yourself with what we perceive is the whole world in celebration well i think um one of the things that you mentioned is you're you know you've downtoned your gift giving one of the things i strongly suggest at christmas time is keep this attitude really is we tend to overreact at christmas we tend to overindulge we tend to overspend overdrink overeat so instead, I want you to think under. I want you to underreact, underdrink, undereat, underspend. Less is more. Spend okay. less. Expect less. Rush less. Um, you know, and it, it, it's just comparing yourself to other people is not what Christmas is all about. One of the things I love is if you can do stop, stop and think about people in your neighborhood or someone that you know that it's alone. I love that whole idea of random acts of kindness. Yeah. Maybe you've got a neighbor that lives by themselves. Maybe you've got a little old couple down the street. Maybe right. you've got the person next door who's lost her husband and just stop over there and take them some sugar cookies or take them a beautiful candle from some store or, you know, because random acts of kindness like that just make you feel good inside. Nobody knows about it. It's something you're doing. And I think you're right, John. I mean, like Cyber Monday, 30% off. I mean, oh, my gosh. gosh, you know, it's you crazy. can't even get on the Internet. I know. You can't, it's like Black Friday. I mean, the whole world rushes out and stands in line. Lucinda, we're going to hold, we're going to, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we're going to hold that phone. We're going to take a break and we will be right back. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. 
Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics. From astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. everyone this is johanna carroll we are talking about handling the holidays with our guest today lucinda bassett who i call the rock star of recovery on anxiety and depression you're listening to the x zone broadcast network if you would like to check out any of our shows please feel free to go to our schedule at xzbn.net so lucinda welcome back and continuing our discussion about you know the doll, I'm going to tell you a story that really impacted me. I have a friend who died very suddenly last year. She dropped dead of a heart attack a week before her 70th birthday. It was really heartbreaking. And for a long time, she lived extremely wealthy lifestyle. She really did. She lived a very, very wealthy lifestyle. And then she got divorced and everything changed. And yet she still tried to 
to live that image, which was really, really, I think it was really, it broke her heart. I really think it broke her heart. So the year before, we would always have lunch and we'd exchange little Christmas gifts and all that. And I knew she didn't have any money. However, what she gave me was a little Christmas dish from the dollar store that I know cost her $1. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I have that that little dish in a really big place of honor in my home because it reminded me that it really wasn't about the gift. It was about, you know, the gift of her life. And I really, that really, I think was the turning point where I said, you know, enough of all this fancy schmancy, uh, over the top, give, you know, gift giving. I think a lot of people giving a gift says, well, you really love me. If you really love me, you're going to buy me this. So how, I have to just tell you, for me, I miss my friend Rebecca dearly. Uh, I talk to her all the time. But every time I look at that little get that little $1 dish, I really think about how precious she really was. So do you think that people equate receiving gifts with someone saying, this is what I really, how much I really love you? Well, I, I love the idea of keeping it simple. And I think that um, in our generation, I know you're only 25, but I'm 60. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. <laughs> I wish. But I think that what I see is uh, the, the millennials, the people under 35, mm. I, I'm seeing them start to come around to a simpler life. And I really Good. think it's a beautiful Good. thing. Um, they're, you know, they're a little more, I, they, they're eating healthier. They're, uh, they're more, I think they're more about the family. I think that family thing's coming back again. Uh, the dads are, are more involved. I see my own children out there making their little traditions from our traditions now, and it's about the Christmas tree, and it's about the decorations. And it's not so much about the presents anymore. I think, I, think, I think the millennials are really starting to come back around to where we were 25 years ago, which is good. It really, it's, about, it's about the experience of the whole holiday. But that is where it comes back to, Again, I think if, you're, if you've got a ton of money and, and, it, and it's all about the Louis Vuitton bags and the expensive, I mean, there aren't that many people, honestly, Johanna, in this country that can afford those kind well, of gifts. Well, that's true. It's ridiculous. It, it, it is ridiculous. But then if it's not a Louis Vuitton bag, it might be a $300 iPhone. Or, I, I don't true. think you can get one of those for 300 No, and, you can't. And at some point, no, I mean, it gets just really extravagant and stupid. And it really need, we need to step back and say, what it's really about, and it starts, it starts, you know, it starts over the Jewish holiday, but it flows into Thanksgiving and then into Christmas. It's a very introspective time. It's a time to look around and, and appreciate being alive and, and having people who love you. Okay, if you've lost your boyfriend or you've lost, maybe you're going through a divorce, focus on your really good friends. It's an extremely important time to go out and find that support system. As you said, pick up the phone, call someone, ask your best girlfriend to dinner, ask your best guy friend to come over and help you decorate a Christmas tree in your sure. apartment. If you're a single guy, you can mm-hmm. still do a tree, you know? And, and so it's really about wallowing in the, in the incredible energy that this type of this time of year brings to all of us, whether you're Jewish, Christian, or like you said, Kwanzaa, whatever it is you're celebrating. Mm-hmm. The beauty of this time of year is that it, because business is closed down, everybody's kind of forced to slow down. I mean, yes, you're going 90 miles an hour, 
shopping, getting the tree, getting things ready for the holidays. But one of the things that I strongly suggest is make a list and check it twice. It's really this, this time of year, what I do right after Thanksgiving is I sit down and I make my list and I set my intentions, Johanna, about Mm -hmm. what do I want to do by, by what time, you know, Mm -hmm. what are my intentions for the next four weeks? What are my intentions for the Christmas holiday? And what do I need to do like the first week of December by the second week of December? What am Mm -hmm. I, you know, in other Mm -hmm. words, so that I can truly enjoy the spirit of the holidays and by the time Christmas rolls around, whatever's there is there and whatever's done is done. But I'm going to be in a good mood and I'm going to be right. grateful to be here. So that's really good time management advice. Now, I, I have some spiritual tools that I'd like to throw in. We are in what's called a nine timing cycle year under the Tibetan system, which is the oldest system of numerology that I'm aware of that I've been teaching and mm. practicing for years. So nine is all about community, unity. Uh, it's about groups of people. It's about the family. Not This is not necessarily your birth family. This can be your extended family. And so as you are making your time management list, I would also encourage you with, you know, have you the opportunity as you close out this year to celebrate Maybe new friends or friendships that you've brought into your life that are transitioning on some level in a positive way. So because it's the spirit of unity and community, how can you go out into your community, whether it's going, you know, and donating uh, food to a, a, a food bank or anything like that? Think about that. Now, the other thing is in the nine year, as you guys are listening, celebrate your personal accomplishments as you close out the year now whether you're crossing something off your time management list for holiday preparation which is great you should celebrate that but also on a personal level and you know was it that okay i decided to i'm not going to eat a lot of sugar this year um i could have a bite but i don't need to eat the whole cake um you know did i really get clear with my relationship with the divine um am i really dedicated to taking quiet time you know we talked about alone time alone time on some level for some people can actually be a blessing because then you have an opportunity to just be and connect and rest by the way you get an opportunity Mm -hmm. to rest so right you know you kind of mentioned it yourself be really mindful of not overeating or not consuming you know an excess of alcohol that's an old paradigm that belongs to the Piscean age. We are in the Aquarian age. It's the age of ascension where we are in self-love, self-service, loving ourselves, loving our soul, being compassionate, wise, and understanding. So in terms of that body being a temple, what's the community within your body telling you? All those organs and tissue. The other thing to remember is as you close out a nine-year and you acknowledge all these wonderful people that are in your life, What are you going to do as a tenure? It's a tenure of new beginnings. So what this means is that anyone that you have invited or welcome or you have a relationship with, whether it's personal, professional, in a nine year, you're going to take that into next year a brand new way. So, you know, as you get closer to the, now this is not, by the way, making any kind of a a New Year's resolution. This is really setting a paradigm for wisdom for closing out a nine year 
going into a 10 year and who gets to go with you? It's not saying, okay, you're done, you're history. No, it's how can I expand this relationship? Take it to a higher level. And of course, the first relationship has got to be with yourself. How can I serve myself and love myself? That is the greatest gift anyone can ever give to themselves is the awareness and understanding of your own divine plan, your own journey of life, and how you are serving your own soul. We grew up, a lot of us, in a very puritanical environment. That is not being selfish. That is you serving yourself. And Lucinda, I know you particularly are very devoted to your children. I mean, you really are. Everything is, you know, pretty much around uh-huh. your kids and everything. Uh-huh. And that's 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 wonderful. So I also hope that you are serving yourself at the same time. <laughs> you know me too well, Joanna. <laughs> I do know you. Okay, so... Uh. What are some more Lucinda uh, solutions that we can find in your books? And we'll talk about those in the next segment. But what are, you know, less is more. What are some other Lucinda solutions do you have as far as that introspection time? I think think something that's really important is to, as you were talking about, really take care of yourself. Um, I call it self-soothing. Drink more water. Stay health-focused. Make sure you're, you're really doing something to work out and exercise because this is a very high-stress time. Yep. Um, be more calm. Stay grateful and gracious even when you, because what happens around the holidays is there are so many situations when someone can frustrate you or a family member who uh, you don't particularly get along with is going to be in your life. And I, I, I still I want to bring up again this, this drinking thing because, you know, there are so many more opportunities to, to drink and drive and drink and travel. And if you're lonely and anxious and depressed, alcohol is a depressant. It's only yeah. going to make you feel worse. So, so be, sugar, be by very, the way. <laughs> so sugar. I was just going to go to that. The very next thing. Sugar yep. is, is toxic. And so is. what do we tend to crave when we're set, sitting at that Halloween? Or I'm sorry, Halloween. When you're sitting at the holiday party and you're sitting there you know, feeling lonely and you're looking over at Shirley and Stephen, who've been married for 25 years, you ever notice around the holidays, you always run into the couples that have been married for 25 years. All oh, their kids are perfect. They have no stress <laughs> in their life. And you're sitting there going, what did I do wrong? <laughs> you know, That goes and, back and, to and don't yet, compare yourself to anybody else. Come it, on. It, exactly. Exactly. But even I sometimes, you know, around the holidays, it's funny. I was just at this beautiful little shopping area called The Grove last night with a girlfriend. Yeah. And I looked over and I saw this beautiful family and they were an older couple about my age and you could tell they had their adult children and grandchildren. And I had a a tinge of sadness because my husband passed away years ago, you know, and I'm sitting there going, oh, I wish David was still here and when, you know, the grandchildren are going to come someday. And it was such a perfect, like you say, I was sitting there comparing my not necessarily comparing myself. I have to say I was envious, you know, a little bit. And yeah. then Christmas. The other thing is Christmas music, if you may have noticed, a lot of it's kind of sad, you know. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. <laughs> and you're like, get out the vodka or whatever. The, the uh, what is it? What's that thing you drink at Drummond? What is it? Um, what's the thing you drink at Christmas time? Eggnog. I'm not, I'm not much of a drinker, so I can't. <laughs> Okay, champagne. No, but you know, it's it's funny because a lot of the Christmas, I was driving home last night and I was thinking about, it's interesting, I had on a lovely Christmas radio station and it was really interesting to me how many beautiful Christmas songs have a sad kind of overtone to them. 
They're very beautiful. But mm-hmm. if you are someone who's struggling a little bit with money, with relationships, with a health issue, you know, um, there's some beautiful movies that are on at Christmas time about what's that one? It's a wonderful life with Jimmy Stewart. Oh, oh what a great, great movie. movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, you know, there's a great example of look what he went through at holiday time and what brought him together was all these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And what a powerful movie because it says, if you weren't here, when you're sitting around feeling sorry for yourself and all, depre- all depressed, think about the people in your life that you've touched. Your, maybe your children, Lucinda, maybe we're going to take friend. a hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll be okay. Ready. <laughs> As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years, an author of four books, and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune in to Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with Spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st century will be available in just a few weeks.
For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life is no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Hey everybody, this is Johanna Carroll with Lucinda Bassett. You are listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network. would like to tell you a little bit about what Lucinda's work is doing, but before we go to that, I just want to tell you that if you'd like any more information about our show and our other hosts, please go to xzbn.net for our schedule. And also, personally, you can find me at johannacarroll.com. So, Lucinda, you've got these amazing books, From Panic to Power, Tell me a little bit about that book. And first of all, where can everybody find you as far as, you know, all the things that you are offering right now? Can you spend a little time on that, please? Sure. Um, If you go to Lucinda, L-U-C-I-N-D-A, helps, all one word, H-E-L-P-S dot com, that will take you to my website, which is um, Lucinda Bassett, Truth Be Told. I have a Facebook site. I also have a website. And I do personal coaching one-on-one for people who struggle with anxiety and depression. And um, I have four books out. One is from Panic to Power, which is in 10 different languages. And I wrote that um, several years ago, and it's really about anxiety and depression. And then uh, my last book, Truth Be Told, is is a memoir about what I've gone through in the last eight years with the loss of my husband and selling my company and just different challenges in life. And then there's a couple of other books in there, The Solution and Life Without Limits. You have a coaching program that I know some people have really, really done extremely well with. Can you tell everyone that's listening about the coaching program? Right. Um, I created a product back in anxiety and depression that's been extremely successful worldwide. And uh, I no longer, I actually sold that to someone and I now do my own coaching, which is Mm -hmm. The Solution, which is a little more... I would say more contemporary and mm-hmm. more um, just very, very kind of updated. And it just addresses everything from anxiety and depression to grief and loneliness and also goal setting and, and really setting your intentions. I'm really big right now, and I know you are too, on yep. setting your intentions, being very, very clear about, you know, for example, I would say sit back and write a paragraph, and I love bullet points, and ask yourself, what does the Christmas holiday look like for you? How do you want it to look? Okay. And then live in a way that's very deliberate to get you there. That's beautiful. You know, the yeah. first law of manifestation is clarity of intention. So for the, you, those right. of you who really want to change up your life, instead of sitting on your hands a little bit, first got to go within. So I love that. Get really clear yeah. on what your intention is, on what you want it to look like. And, you know, when you write it down and you say it out loud, it really 
I think it gives it more power, don't you, Lucinda? Oh, absolutely. In fact, that's one of the, the skills I teach people in my coaching sessions is, is really writing out your intentions. How do you write an intention? It's not a goal. It's very different. If it is your intention to be married in the next two years, you will be. If you say, well, you know, I'd like to be married in the next two years, that's nothing. So no. setting your intentions, as you know, Johanna, is a very clear, very deliberate, specific um, achievement. And then, and then living deliberately so that you can say, this works to get me to my intentions. This doesn't. So you can make better choices in your life. But no, I, I think it's a very, very powerful thing to do. And I think it's very effective for Christmas. And then for the new year coming up, to be really clear about what do you want to do with your life in the next year? How would you like to address your intentions? That's something you should work on. And I think that's, I know that's something you do that's also very powerful. Well, I think that and, um, you know, I hope the people that are listening are ne not necessarily in this place. And if you are, let's let's help you move along. You can't sit on your hands and do nothing. You know, I remember, <laughs> I think I've said this to you before. I lived in Sedona, Arizona for, you know, a number of years, tw 12 years, actually, where I did a lot of work. And I just remember this woman saying to me, well, I'm just going to go meditate on the rocks. And, you know, she didn't have any money. <laughs> you know, she didn't have a job. She's just going to go meditate on the red yeah. rocks. And I said, and then what? And she kind of looked at me and I said, well, you know, my my prayers will be answered. And I said, well, here's the deal. There's another part of it. It's called the law of action. The law Absolutely. of action says, okay, so your first thing, that was good. You meditated. You went on the red uh -huh. rocks and you prayed. I'm all for that. Then what? You know, God is not going to knock on your door and hand you a job or a check for a million dollars. You've got a co-partner with the universe. Or your, new, or your next husband. <laughs> well, that, you know, maybe some people don't want another husband. I don't know. However, no, but you know, that's, I agree. I think that's the difference, Johanna, between manifestation and setting your intentions. I, I remember the secret, which, you know, a lot of people love that. But what I struggled with with that is that, you can't just sit there and think to yourself, okay, right. I'm just going to sit and focus on a red bicycle and one's going to show up at my doorway. Oh. You've got to go out and make money and work and buy a red bicycle. And I mean, yes, you know, God wants you to heal from a disease, but you've also got to work with the experts and get treatment and get help for That's that true. disease. If you're, it's like if you're looking for a new husband, you can't, because I happen to be, you know, single, but I'm saying you can't sit home by yourself and say, gee, I'm so lonely. You know, why can't I meet someone? You have, to, you have to make meeting someone, you know, an intention, and you have to write it out exactly what you're looking for. You have to really be clear. What, we're coming into a new year. We, you know, we, we're coming into a whole new, fresh time in your life. You're, you can only go forward. So what does forward look like to you? And it starts with this Christmas holiday and then New Year's and then a, then a fresh new year. I, I think it's all really exciting. I'm, I'm very, very grateful. And what, as you said earlier, um, one of the things I would strongly suggest people do is write a paragraph about everything you're grateful for. Keep it in your pocket or in your bag or on your mirror and use it as a mantra every day right up until Christmas. And nothing negative, just about all that you're grateful to be healthy. You're grateful to have a family. You're grateful to be, you know, alive. You're grateful that you can walk and run and dance or whatever it is you like to do. You're grateful that you can put food on your table and buy a few Christmas presents because it's such a gift just to be here at all, you know? 
Well, you know, we we really do live in this polarity and the polarity, I think sometimes we only see the one side of it, which is fear. And we know that the other side Mm -hmm. of that, you know, is love and they're very much intertwined. So I think the writing your paragraph, doing your clarity of intention, you know, this is why I am doing this. So maybe it's not necessarily um, I want a husband, but I want to feel more loved. I want to feel more appreciated. Um, I want someone to share that with. I want companionship. So I absolutely support your thesis that be mindful of what you're writing down. And maybe you need to go back and edit it. If you've got any negative words in there that are fear-based, you're just rolling around in an old paradigm, which has nothing to do with where we are today in this 24 hours. So there is another technique that I've used with people and maybe this is something you might want to consider doing before you actually write your paragraph is make three columns, past, present moment, and future. So maybe the past is you're going to, you know, there's a lack of something. Okay. I'd like to manifest a husband, whatever. We're just using that as an example. Plenty of women that don't want that. However, that being said, go in. The, and so in the present moment, you know, are you with someone? You're not with someone. Okay. That's where in the present moment is where you have to take that action that we're talking about the law of action. So I don't know if this is before or after you write your paragraph that Lucinda is recommending, but I'm absolutely suggesting that you get more clarity around what not, what that's going to feel like, not necessarily what it's going to look like, but what it's going to feel like, because then, you know, we say, See the beauty of the present moment and let the future take care of itself. A great guru named Paramahansa Yogananda said that. And it really keeps you in that whole concept of the present moment. And, you know, the secret and the power of now and all that. They do talk about that. But I felt also that there was something missing as far as what's the how to instead of just putting it out there. Yeah. You know, you got to. Your car is not going to move if you don't put gasoline in the engine. It's pretty simple. So we've got. And to if you don't, and if you don't, and you don't step on the, yeah. I mean, and you've got to step on the gas. And I, I think exactly. what I see is so, you've got to yeah. move forward. You know. <laughs> I mean, you know, play, well, planes don't fly backwards. Have choice. Birds I mean, the don't universe did give. No, <laughs> I like that. We do have free will, and so for those of you that are listening. You do have choice, and we want to really remind you of that. So, Lucinda, as always, love having you on our Rockstar Recovery. Again, for those of you who want to talk to her about her coaching program, uh, her books, anything like that, you can always find it on her website, which, again, is LucindaHelps, H-E-L-P-S dot com. We really want to thank you and wish you and your wonderful family a beautiful, beautiful holiday season. And I'm thank sure you. we'll invite you to come back again. So thank you. Thank you so much, Johanna. It's always a pleasure. Our pleasure too. So what I wanted to talk to everyone about is as we are, you know, kind of winding up the show on handling the holidays is really, you know, take a moment to love yourself. Again, it's important that you really apply some of these teachings and principles that we were both talking about today. I also want to tell you if you would like to consider a wonderful gift and this is something that you're able to do. I am going to be doing an amazing retreat next May in Maui called Rise, Renewing the Sacred Elements. For those of you that have been following uh, what's been going on at Standing Rock in the United States, there's been a lot of conversation from the grandmothers about 
Mother Earth and honoring Mother Earth and honoring the directions. And so I got inspired actually almost a year ago to really do this retreat by all these hearts showing up on the beach. So more information on that is johannacarroll.com. So our show, as you know, is called Dialogue with Divinity. We really appreciate you and are grateful and thank you for a continual listening. We also want to remind you that this is the Exxon Broadcast Network. And in advance, we wish you a healthy, beautiful, safe, peaceful holiday. Love yourself, love others, and love the life that the universe has given you. So many, many blessings to all of you. And thank you again to Lucinda. And please check out her work. And we also thank you for listening to the Exxon Broadcast Network. Bye for now. Till next time.